Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Unpacking. I'm Sarah. And I'm Lauren. I'm excited about this one. Yeah? <laughs> um, yeah, I am. Because we had written this topic down as we did our initial brainstorm of what we wanted to talk about. And I feel like this is more relevant than ever at this time uh, going into the new year. And it has to do with something that is just constantly on social media Mm -hmm. and in conversations, especially for students right now or those who are just entering the workforce, um, that kind of thing. But it's productivity. society defines it versus how we define it because in america i don't i don't know what it is but our worth is almost tied to how productive you are like how much you do in your day if you're not grinding are you living like there's that type of um i don't know like this culture of work 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 all the time And Mm -hmm. not even that you can't play, but just literally like whatever you do with your off time, who cares? Why are you having off time? And I'm not going to lie. I fall under this category a lot of the time. I'm like, if I'm not doing anything, I don't, I see that off time as not productive. I see it as not worth my time Mm -hmm. Um, when really and truly there are benefits to chilling out and that that's still productive. But I wanted to kind of unpack productivity and how that ties into our self-worth and, you know, what do things, what things do we do adhere to with what society says versus what we say um, and how to handle that pressure because it is a pressure and I don't think it stops past your 20s. I think it continues and we'll dive into that too. But now that I've word vomited all of that, um, (laughs) when you think of society telling you this is what productive is what what does that look like to you what have you heard well in terms of work i think of a 40-hour work week i think of writing these really long to-do lists and getting everything done i think people getting everything done on their to-do list is a very like validating thing And I think we also validate ourselves in telling other people we have a lot of things to get done and Mm -hmm. feel even more validation afterwards than coming back to those people and saying, I I got everything done. Right. Yeah. Which I totally do. (laughs) Me too, girl. I totally go to work and I'm like, wow, I vacuumed guys. I made my food. And they're like, yay. There's also this other layer to it where it's it's not even just the hours or the time that you put in. It's how those hours in, are spent. So True. especially with school, um, mm-hmm. I felt like there was this weird thing, like obsession with no sleep, coffee only. Trash. Um, I, Trash. Yeah, just like beating your body up basically. Like, Trash. oh, well, if you're going to let loose, you're going to go numb yourself out with every drink, with every drug. Like, this is what being productive is. Like, this is what our life is. And right. And you're not going to get culture, anywhere if you're not doing this too. Trash. All I'm saying is that that is just what society was putting on us. Absolutely. And when all of us are in a building – or you're walking around on campus, which becomes very small after a while, no matter how big the university or college is, 
I mean, it rubs off on you. There's no way that you're not Mm -hmm. affected by someone else's energy, so let alone an entire school. Well, let me say, when I was in college, I said no to nothing. I was like, yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I can do this. I'll do this extra credit assignment. I'll do this other thing. I'll go to this event. Yada, yada, yada. I never said no. And... Mm -hmm. What I did was I, I never stopped. I, I, I got like five hours of sleep re- regularly a night. Right. First of all, that's trash. Sleep is medicine. More on that later. And um, because I was doing all this stuff that I thought I was supposed to be doing in order to be like a successful college student and, you know, like graduate with honors and all the gold stars I became a version of myself that was like really boring and that I didn't like and I jumped on what I like to call the tired train which is when ever somebody asks you how you're doing you're like I'm so tired hmm yeah so many people in my life in the past in my life currently every time you ask them this it is a reflexive answer I'm tired. So tired. Why? It's so real. It's so real. Get off the tired train. Get off it. Hop off. (laughs) Let's talk about that tired train and getting off of it because it's not easy. The reason why I always felt this pressure to, you know, be productive and and by the way society defines it, um, was partially my personality, my type, like Mm -hmm. how I am, but also. The whole concept that if you're not moving forward and if you're not doing all these things, there are billions of people in this world and who's to say that, I mean, everyone's talented. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody has something. And even if they didn't, let's just for argue's sake, if you work, I believe that if you really work hard and you care about something, that's things are gonna they're gonna move they're gonna Mm -hmm. at least move how far we don't know but they're gonna move and so what's who's to say that i'm so special that no one can take the gig that i want that no one can uh move past me in Mm -hmm. if we're in the same lane as far as career or you know just goals in general and not that that's a problem i think that it's nice to have a competitive type uh approach or whatever Mm -hmm. um but it's just kind of like that that weird thing of being like, oh, if I don't if I don't do this, I'm going to be left right. in the dust. Right. And that just that was why I would never stop. I will say I'm more competitive with myself than others. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Same. How am I going to top this? Yeah, literally. I'm like, you could do better, do better. But um, that was the reason why it made it really difficult to let go and then there was this moment that i would argue it, i heard it junior year but it really started kicking in senior year mm-hmm. where someone had said the phrase work smarter not harder how would you define what tr- what productivity is outside of how society defines it i would say being productive is First of all, prioritizing what needs to be done and working in the most effective way. We want to be effective. We want to do whatever it is that we're doing well. 
So it's not about doing the most things. It's about doing the most important things to the best of our abilities. That's what productivity has come to mean to me now. It's really tough when you write a a to-do list or you have an idea of what Mm -hmm. goals you're supposed to hit by X time and you're not meeting all of them. You know, Mm -hmm. like when you talked about how satisfying it is to complete those things and then tell other people about it and you tell Mm -hmm. yourself about it and whatever. When you're not, a lot of people feel like their self-worth is just like completely declining because it's like well right i have all these things that i want to do and i'm not hitting it and blah 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 so if you change the perspective and you went you approach productivity to here are the four things that i'm going to do i'm going to do them mm-hmm. really well and they're going to get done because we're being realistic right about our expectations and our goals and in doing that i think that's such a nice pump for your self-worth it like really lifts you you shift from and I think everybody has this, is this tiny child inside of them wanting to be told that they're doing a good job and so getting right. everything done on the list, gold star, but moving past that thing inside of us and right. moving towards, you know, doing less better right, can be really gratifying. And also another thing, sometimes taking a beat is the most productive thing that you can do. Right. Taking a moment to reflect and even acknowledge, like, is is what I'm headed for, even what I want, the most productive way, right? Like the most efficient way of me getting what I want and having that moment to really be like, what am I doing? And after you do that, if you're like, yep, this is correct, okay, then we move forward, wonderful. But if it's not, maybe you have to take a few steps back a reset and going back to basics i think is always a good thing running in general is a good thing relearning reshaping resharpening amazing stuff Mm -hmm. um and to not have a pride about it like to drop your ego and be like i'm going to address these things because it will help me be more productive those all of a sudden those quote-unquote steps back that you were taking maybe it's a couple but it ends up springing you forward so much farther ahead because you did that and because you took that beat and went back Mm -hmm. than just continuing to plow down moving forward without even thinking and so right you know that's just another thing i think being redefining productivity is that it's okay and i think the idea of taking rest giving ourselves rest giving ourselves a break can in turn make us better when we are actually working, make us more effective, make us more passionate about the work we're doing when we give ourselves those breaks. Because if we just keep moving forward and forward and forward like a workhorse and getting burnt out Mm -hmm. and exhausted, all of that passion, all of that drive that we have, where does it go when, you know, it, it brings us to our lowest point? We're done. We feel like we can't do anymore. We're exhausted. We're burnt out. Giving yourselves right. those periods of rest, it, it's a refresher. It's a reset button for you to come back the next day and give it to us even better. Give it to wh- whatever it is that you're doing, your passion, your job your side hustle, whatever it might be, giving it your all. Right. Because I don't think um, 
when mm-hmm. we are physically or mentally or emotionally at 50%, that we can give 100%. That You can't math that out. Math <laughs> is not my favorite thing. But mm-hmm. if you are running on 50%, 40%, 30%, whatever it is, you cannot give 100%. You don't have 100% to give. That's right. why it's so important. I, I In this shift post-grad, I get up way earlier than I used to just for work. And so by default, I'm going to bed mm-hmm. earlier and... I on per, I'm like definitely just because it's so early I really try to shoot for the seven eight hours of sleep and it's made a huge difference like I I mean what a concept right getting more sleep Ooh, yes wow. can okay. we talk about sleep as medicine <laughs> yeah I mean it really does wonders um for the mental state the physical state your energy levels in general you are at lower it lowers your risk for things like dementia Alzheimer's heart attacks heart disease. So let's just talk about lowering risk factors. And then we get into benefits like increased mental capacities, more cognitive space to do the things that you need to get done during the day. And just not feeling that afternoon lull and tiredness when it hits like two o'clock, three o'clock. So one of the things that I had mentioned about productivity and what that really looks like and what that really means and how when you have your checklist or your goals or whatever it may be for the day, the week, the month, however far out you plan, that I really shifted into realistic goal setting and realistic game plans. And I feel like it's helped me a lot in the sense of like how we discussed, feeling like I'm getting things done, feeling productive. And I'm currently reading a book. It's called How Successful People Think. Um, it was given to me. And I. it's a, a very short read. So, you know, if you're interested, check it out. But there's an entire chapter. And it's called Employ Realistic Thinking. And I just want to read this, like, first intro paragraph. And then I'll kind of just summarize what the author was saying. But he wrote, as anyone knows who's been out of school for a few years... There's usually a huge gap between a college education and the reality of the working world. Honestly, early in my career, I went out of my way to avoid too much realistic thinking because I thought it would interfere with my creative thinking. But as I've grown, I've come to realize that realistic thinking adds to my life. Reality is the difference between what we wish for and what is. It took some time for me to evolve into a realistic thinker, and the process went in phases. First, I did not engage in realistic thinking at all. After a while, I realized that it was necessary, so I began to engage in it occasionally. But I didn't like it because I thought it was too negative, and any time I could delegate it, I did. Eventually, I found that I had to engage in realistic thinking if I was going to solve problems and learn from my mistakes. And in time, I became willing to think realistically before I got in trouble and made it make it a continual part of my life. Today, I encourage my key leaders to think realistically. We make realistic thinking the foundation of our business because we derive certainty and security from it. So mm-hmm. he gives points on why you should recognize the importance of realistic thinking and how this is a more productive way of becoming a successful person, however you define set success. Um, he said that realistic thinking minim- minimizes downside risk. 
And so like bringing up again that point of you're plowing ahead, not really knowing what direction you're going in. And you could be really like shooting down your own shots basically when you're not realistically thinking and and thinking Mm -hmm. more productively of what you can get done. He said it moreover, it gives you a target and game plan. He said in business, only a few decisions are important. Realistic thinkers understand the difference between the important decisions and those that are merely necessary in the normal course of business. So when you really think about like, what is it that I want to do? And again, like what's this, how society tells you, you need to do all of these things for this to work when really and truly it's like, no, I could probably do these three Mm -hmm. and it's going to be the best way that I can do it. And just by doing that, I'm like moving forward. It could be a catalyst for change. I think this is the biggest, one of the biggest things we get so, I get so stubborn. I'll speak for myself. I get really stubborn and I feel like, oh, this is the way I have to do it. And I'm so dead set on that that I don't even realize that. Me for everything. No, literally. And it's important to pivot. I feel like every time I hear a story about a successful person, they dropped their ego, had realistic thinking and said, you know what? What I'm doing right now isn't working. So how can I pivot out of this and do something else that will work and help me move forward? Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. Dropping your ego could be a whole other episode. There's so much there. But yeah. Yeah. Very well said. And I do think that there's this shift. I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen a lot of posts and stuff, at least with the people that I follow, that they're like, rest more, drink more water, breathe, this, that, like all, Mm -hmm. all these little like typography things and you know Mm kind of just putting those messages out there i just hope that it's more action and less just posting and not just virtue broadcasting you mean ah see i could virtue broadcasting right now (laughs) (laughs) no i just think there's a little you know there's this dualism that you know we're we're posting telling people you know do this do do this Drink more water, breathe more, this and that. And are you posting it because you want to add value to people's lives? Or are you posting it because you want people to think that you're the kind of person that drinks water, breathes more, (laughs) breathes more, sleeps amazingly, right? wakes up every morning at 5 a.m. to kick the world's butt? I'm weak. No, like... Here's the thing, you know, I see a lot of influencers or, you know, just plain old bloggers, posters, whatever they're calling themselves now, and we have this little bit of this fine line between my brand and this is how I I want to control how people see me kind right. of thing. It's a very fine line. And so yeah. finding those people out there that are keeping their brand genuine and authentic to who they are and, you know, just being honest with, you know, I'm not always productive or I'm not always waking up at 5 a.m. to do Oprah's morning routines. (laughs) And (laughs) I meditate for an hour before I open my email kind of thing. Right. You know, because I was reading or watching or or (laughs) listening to something and it was like the most successful people wake up at 5 a.m. every day and I was oh, like I saw that I was like girl I don't even want to be successful <laughs> quits 
exits. <laughs> I don't know if it was a podcast or a book. If it was a book, I shut it. If it, it was, was a, a video, I exited. If it was a post, right. I scrolled. I was like, if if this is how you're going to tell me it's going to be, like, it's definitely not going to be that. I'm with. Not for me. So I guess the point being, don't be afraid to reevaluate what it is you're doing, deeming whether or not, not by society's terms, but by your own terms, if that's mm-hmm. productive, not having fear and pivoting or looking into another direction. There are so many amazing things out in this world. That's one thing that I love my parents for constantly reminding me of is that there's a huge world with a lot of opportunity and many different experiences that may not be in that lane that you envisioned yourself going on Mm -hmm. but maybe falls under the umbrella in general or it goes in that general direction and you know follow that and try that out see how that goes Um, and that might be a lot more productive and a better use of time for yourself where you actually find yourself feeling more balanced not on that tired train um, just uplifting the people around you because you're living your best life and that that's really what it is you don't you shouldn't even have to post about it you just living Amen. and being should be example inspiring enough. that that change yeah an example enough um that is organic and i think yes. that's the biggest the biggest the, the thing that i really am hoping for especially in 2019 i mean every year but right now um You know, there's a lot of talk, a lot of talk of drinking more water, sleeping, doing this, Mm -hmm. doing that. But this year, change those verbs from I'm going to to I am. And if it fails and it doesn't work, you can always write a new list. You can, I mean, you can, the to-do list is in pencil. Those check, check boxes, they're gonna be there. You can get them done another day. I mean, like literally nothing is set in stone. Who cares? Not me. literally. Who cares? Everybody's too selfish and focusing on themselves, anyways. So I don't know. That wasn't a very last inspirational line. <laughs> Goodbye. But... See you next time. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, you guys. And we hope that these conversations inspire your conversations with family, friends, and loved ones. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye.